Hello, hello, and welcome to the premiere of the new podcast, Would You Believe? My name is Rebecca Rogers, and I would love to take a couple minutes to kind of explain who I am and what this podcast is going to be about. Currently, I'm a full-time content creator and podcaster, but I originally started my career as a high school social studies teacher. I loved my job, and I loved my students, but things kind of changed for me when COVID hit. My students were so sad and so depressed, and I just wanted to find some kind of way to reach them and make their days better. One of those attempts to reach those kids was TikTok and social media. I allowed my students to pick my handles, pick trends for me to participate, and it worked. For the first time in months, they actually smiled, wanted to talk to me, sit after class, and just hang out, which was the entire point of everything. I then started to use my channels, of course, to make people laugh, but also use it to draw attention to kind of the craziness that teachers dealt with on a daily basis. And to be quite honest, I never actually thought I would leave my classroom until everyone went back to school. The demands of teaching were already pretty ridiculous before the pandemic and after it was absolutely unbearable. And I just felt like I couldn't invest my entire life in a system that I wasn't sure would be able to protect me in five, 10 years when I was already feeling the struggle at year four out of 30. I just kind of decided that I couldn't do it anymore. I had already done such a great job of using my platform to bring attention to some of the demands and abuses within the education system and teaching. Why not do that sort of thing for other careers along the way? I always taught my students that the first step to accepting each other was understanding each other. I loved being able to build that bridge between people and cultures for my students, so why not continue that in my career? That's where I got the idea of this podcast. Would you believe the way that human beings speak and treat each other? Would you believe some of these professions that deal with abuse and craziness on a daily basis? Would you believe the funny yet horrifying stories that I have in store for you? I want us all to be able to sit, hang out, share a laugh, but also draw attention to the insanities that some professions in just basic walks of life occupations deal with on a daily basis. I want to hear from as many different people in different professions and occupations as possible. I want to build that bridge. I want people to feel heard in their struggles. And I also want to giggle at some of the audacity that comes along the way. As a former teacher, I, of course, want to start with that profession as it's the most experience that I have. And then I want to see who I can meet along the way and who's willing to come and talk to me. But first things first, let's get started with the premiere episode of Would You Believe? Would you believe the crazy situations that teachers deal with on a daily basis? My name is Rebecca Rogers. I am your host, and I'm so excited that you're here today. And I'm even happier to introduce my guest, Miss Lauren Lauder. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. Tell us a little bit about you, your background. We know that this is a teacher-focused episode, so how are you here today? I, a long story, um really is what brought me here. Um, I started on Vine when Vine was a thing, if you remember that. Um, and I was making funny short videos um, and uh, Vine shut down. And this was, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. And you were teaching at the time. 
I was not. Oh. No, I was getting my undergraduate degree. And um, I, yeah, so I finished college. I actually got an undergraduate degree in psychology. And um, I, I then went and got my master's. And then that propelled me into teaching. And so I taught for three years. And then after that, I started a tutoring business. Well, actually, while I was still teaching, I started a tutoring business. What did you teach? I taught, I was certified K through six. And I taught third grade, I taught first grade, and I taught a K-1 combo one year. Oh, the itty-bitties. Yes. I really, really loved the small ones. I thought they were so funny. They, I'm very dry, and they surprisingly got that sense of humor. I love. I really, really loved the little ones. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was certified K-6, through six, and um, on my third year of teaching, I had um, kind of reached that point where I was like, okay, I something needs to change here. And so I started a tutoring business in January of 2020. And I said, I'm going to give myself two years to be able to, um, you know, let this thing take off. And um, I actually did it in six. So I was able to leave the not six years, sorry, I did it in six months. So I was able to leave the classroom in six months. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so, um, so then so I was I was running my tutoring business full time, I was running a learning pod as well. Um, I had a small group of kids who didn't want to learn in a traditional classroom setting. And so we were um, learning together in kind of a small pod formation. And so I was working less, I was making so much more, I was less stressed, I was happier. Um, and I thought, my gosh, like I have something here um, for teachers um, right. that that want the same thing, you know, maybe they just want to tutor a little bit on the side um, to make a little extra money. Uh, maybe they um, want to leave cl- the classroom entirely, but still stay in education in some way. Um, and so I I took my steps that I took to to do what I did with my tutoring business, and I put them into um, an online course um, called the Tutoring Toolkit. And I was also doing some beta coaching as well um, to help some teachers one-on-one with the process. And um, uh, yeah, so then once I was in that space, um, things kind of started to transform to social media. I had gotten on social media and was using those platforms to kind of talk about, you know, starting a tutoring business and teaching as a whole a little bit. Um, but really, you know, kind of it was amazing. It was an amazing way to kind of rediscover my passion, uh, which is just writing and filming and making funny content. And it just so happened to be teacher content. So um, I don't tutor anymore. um, But I do still help teachers with, you know, my courses and my coaching. Um, But yeah, so now I'm able to kind of just full time pursue this um, content, funny teacher creation type world now. So that's how I'm here. Yes. Long story short, that's how I'm here. Isn't it, it just so interesting how you know, just making regular content about the things that we dealt with. Because I obviously started when I was in the classroom also making content. And it was very teacher-focused and skit-focused and mm-hmm. classroom-focused because mm-hmm. it was just funny things that my students were doing in class. Yeah. And it just kind of turned into teachers from all over the world sending mm-hmm. us stories. And it's so interesting how things that seem not just normal, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's just a regular Tuesday. Just a Tuesday, yeah. Just, gra- like, people are so dumbfounded that these are real situations Mm -hmm. and real stories and real things that happen and they just kind of like they're funny but they also highlight hey these are how real human beings are treating other Other human human beings Mm -hmm. right and they're like actually 
at real scenarios that you would never in a million years think that people or grown adults in some cases would actually act like one person sent me a story Mm -hmm. and it was valentine's day and this teacher of an elementary school classroom sent candy grams to all of the kids all of them Mm -hmm. and she thought it was very cute she worked very hard on it like you know Mm -hmm. elementary school i can't even imagine the work y'all put into those things Mm -hmm. but so she sent a candy gram to every single kid and she said hey go ahead and put those in your backpacks i know if you don't half y'all will forget them here and sure enough one kid just blatantly refused and it stayed on her desk okay so later that evening she got a super angry email from a mom Mm -hmm. saying how dare you Single out my child, not give her a candy gram. You gave one to everybody else, but not my kid. And the teacher responded saying, you know, I'm so sorry for the misunderstanding. I did give one to your daughter. She just did not put it in her bag. It's sitting on her desk as we speak. Mm -hmm. Mom goes, no, 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 no. I know you didn't give her one because my daughter says you didn't give her one because you just don't like her. So I bet what you're going to do is going to put one on the desk in the morning so it looks like you were right. But I know you really just didn't give my daughter a candy gram. Mm. I know you're just trying to single my daughter out. A grown adult is more convinced that a another grown adult mm-hmm. is purposefully singling out a child in the middle, in front of the entire class, rather than, oh, my kid just forgot it. And That's that bizarre. seems more plausible. Mm-hmm. And, like, these are real things yeah. that happen yeah. all the time. And I feel like it's such a shift, even from when I stopped teaching. So, like, even within the last three years, those kind of stories have just, like, taken, like, caught on fire. Yes. Yes. And just that type of, like, theme of this happened or th- this, my kid said this happened, so it 100% happened. Right. And I don't want to hear the other side. I don't want to hear anything else. That's it. I will say, and this was kind of growth that I had to do on my own, because going into teaching, it made logical sense to me to say no grown adult is ever going to single out a kid or anything like that. Like that just doesn't make sense. Teachers aren't out to get Mm -hmm. a particular kid. That just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I will say I've gotten stories from teachers where they're like, look at this kid, but I'm reading it and I'm like. The ki- I don't think the kid did anything wrong. Like, Me too. I think you're Me too. what? And then yeah. I'll get stories from followers about like, obviously you get the kids that are like, my teacher hates me for no reason and no context. Yep. But then you actually get real yes. tangible. Mm-hmm. This is a situation that happened and I can't, and it, it kind of got to a point where I couldn't any longer have faith that no actual adults were acting this way. Like I had to come to the conclusion that there are teachers that sometimes will target um students and it's crazy and it took me years Mm -hmm. to really understand that was an actual thing yeah and i still do think it is more common for the kids to make it up in their head sure but it still does happen yeah and i had to kind of come to that conclusion on my own that sometimes as much like they're bullying everywhere in schools um but Sometimes teachers are the bullies, but then you see kids bullying each other where teachers have to intervene and you see um, parents bullying teachers and you see teachers bullying kids and it's just this cycle and people always justify, well, they're bullying this person or this person's bullying that person, so it's okay for me or it's right. okay for them. Like retaliation kind right. of, yeah. And it's just kind of a cycle of people acting 
not right towards each other yeah. and just acting full of themselves. Like, if you had any experience with that while you were in the classroom? So I I was with the little ones again. Right. Um, and I at that age like they're they're still trying to like figure so much out like yeah i would say bullying occurs um at any age um but i do feel like as they get older it transforms a little bit more now i know for like in my case so in like a kindergarten classroom or my first grade classroom um i like and i'm just talking about the kids specifically um I had I tried to build foster an environment in my classroom. So I don't know if you've well, you did the older one, so you might right. not, but we did the whole like bucket filler, like are you a bucket filler? And we started the whole year out with that. And we had a book that we read and we had I had a little beach bucket that I would hang um up on the chalkboard and um we talked about what it took to be a bucket filler. What does it look like? Um, what does it look to be a bucket what does it look like to be a bucket dipper? And so really mapped out like what so so to kind of like nip those bullying moments in the bud, um, t- just to start off with and start the year off with. But um, and so anytime I, w- and I really tried to just like light this culture on fire and anytime the kids would, you know, do something where I felt like they were filling a bucket, whether it's pushing someone's chair in for them or Aww. complimenting this another person like I really like your shirt today or just anything we would put a token in the bucket. And so the kids would fill the bucket up so fast and then we would have a party whenever the bucket was filled. But so I would see little things here and there, but like in my own bubble of my classroom, like I was blessed with really sweet kids oh, and great. really great like moments like that. Um, but that's not to, to say that I didn't see things out on the playground or um, right. and even, you know, not just between kids, but um, like you said, like parents. Um, and I I don't even know if I would call I, you know, I had for the most part amazing parents. I had really great parents that were supportive, that wanted what was best for their children, just like I wanted what was best for their children. And we worked as a team. I did have a parent one time, which it's like along the lines of, you know, I don't even know if I would say bullying, but it was like kind of one of those situations where you feel like right out of the gate, everything you do is wrong. Right. You know, like almost like kind of targeted try not to take it too personally you must have something going on in your life but it was like everything was wrong the forms sent home were scribbled all scribbled all over their um progress report was just blacked out and everything i said was wrong um you know things like that it was so rare um that's one instance that sticks out to me um of that kind of situation but um but yeah i mean and it is sad because like you said um, and even now, you know, it's like the kids are bullying, um, the parents are bullying the teachers in some instances, um, the kids will, will do behaviors in the classroom. And then the parents are like either encouraging it in some mm-hmm. instances or saying like, it's fine. You're, you're right. You're in the right here. Um, and then what happens is then those kids come to school with those ideas and it just continues, continues towards that teacher, which in, in a way is like that teacher is then being bullied by a child, you yeah. know, or they feel like they are. And so it's it's a it can be depending on your situation, you know, it can be a really hard thing to deal with for everyone, yes. for everyone. And then the teachers lose it. They're human, you know, everyone, you know, and, and it. Yeah, I think that teachers can can get caught up in that as well and like like you said I've had people send me stories like um 
you know, I had or people will get on my lives, you know, and I immediately I can tell like they're bashing me. Yeah. And yeah. And I have to step back and be like, you know, or they'll be like, teachers suck. Like, I hate my teachers, whatever. And instead of like immediately taking the defense, I have to be like, everyone has their own experience and your yes. truth is your truth. And I'm really sorry you experienced that. Um, and take hold space for everyone's stories, you know, because yes. there's two sides to every, every story. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. It can be hard to maintain friendships in life. Luckily, Instagram makes it easy for me to keep up with all my friends in so many different fun and creative ways. Whether it's sharing snippets of my life with all my friends in stories and posts, or sending reels back and forth that remind us of each other in DMs. I also love that I get to pick and choose who sees specific stories. Not everyone needs to see everything, you know? Sometimes I just want to share something with my close friends, like if I have a great outfit I want them to look at or an interior design idea that they want their opinion on. I only trust the people I've added to my close friends list for fashion advice. Duh. There's just something so special when you see the green little close friend circle from one of your friends. I can't click fast enough. I just know it's going to be something good. My friends always find new creative ways to share things on Instagram. Whether it's sharing music stickers to songs they currently have on repeat, creating highlights for special moments, or even participating in the latest Add Yours. They really inspire me. But most of all, Instagram's just a really great place for all of me and my close friends to close the distance. Even though we're not physically together. There's this old saying of, it's just the little things, and I swear it's still true. And now I'm so glad that I get to enjoy those little things with Instagram and my close friends. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. But yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Well, something that you said that reminded me of another story someone sent me mm-hmm. was parents incur- sometimes encouraging, like not only just ignoring, mm-hmm. but encouraging. Mm-hmm. I had someone send me a story of how, you know, they were not originally from the U.S., like they were from somewhere abroad. Mm. And one of the students in their class used a racial slur against them. Mm. Um, And the teacher sent an email home and was like, this is not the kind of language that we accept in class, not Mm -hmm. just towards me, but other students. This is not okay. It's not, it doesn't foster a helpful, safe learning environment. Right. Because this slur, even though it isn't okay and hurt my feelings. There are also other kids from the similar background in my class Mm -hmm. that have also been hurt it and were very offended by it. This is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And the parents' response back was, well, what about the First Amendment? 
do you not think that people can have their own opinions? Like, what does a little word scare you that much? And just went on about how this teacher should allow this kid to have whatever kind of opinion they want in First Amendment free speech. Not that it works that way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's not how that works. That's not. mm -mm. Mm -mm. But it's just wild that we've now gotten to a point where not only are people like seeing the outburst and like just oh don't look just just cover your eyes yeah. but now like go on jimmy yeah. you're doing so great like yeah keep it up i just i yeah. i will never understand i don't even know how we got to this point i feel like there's so much about teaching yeah that the general public just doesn't understand because they just don't have that experience you're right we all have different experiences i i say we all come from different branches of the apple tree from yeah my, am i the bad mm-hmm. apple series mm-hmm. yeah um we all come from different branches of the apple tree mm-hmm. that shape our perspective so what are some myths that you think are out there about teaching and teachers in general that have kind of eventually led to where we are now with this giant underappreciation for teachers yeah. and abuse towards teachers i think there are a lot um Agreed. i feel like the one that i hear um most out of all of the other ones are is this idea that teachers are um they work for like i think the most ridiculous one i heard was like you work for like eight months of the year and you get like four month paid vacation (laughs) and i'm like dude i just i don't even respond to people like that because i'm like where did you even hear that i don't even know that doesn't make any sense that's the okay Something people just don't understand is that teachers are 10-month employees mm-hmm. that only get paid for those 10 months. Yes. And they do not get paid for the summers that they're not working. Correct. And what irritates me so much mm-hmm. is when sometimes either kids of teachers or even sometimes teachers themselves will, that's not true. I get a paycheck. I see my mom get a paycheck. No, 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 no. Yep. Just because you choose to take that same amount that really only is being paid for the 10 months and you break them into smaller pieces to get paid for those extra two months like just because you break the one amount i can't even think of the word that i'm thinking of right now but like spread it out over the course of the year that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're getting more money yeah you're not getting paid for something extra you're just getting paid for 10 months over 12 right yeah you're you're still getting paid for the same amount of time like Mm -hmm. we're not paid for the summertime your mom might get a check over the summer but she is not getting paid for that time exactly that she's not working right and that's why so many teachers have Have to work over summer Mm -hmm. it's crazy and it's so interesting because i also see people who are like well because then once i give them that explanation well there are so many other professions that don't even make that much and work all year and i'm like yeah but there's different level of schooling that goes into that. Like I think trades are so important yeah. and I think they're awesome. And I love being able to explain to kids. College is not the only option. There are mm-hmm. other things that you can go into and be very successful. Yes. But I don't think it's fair to compare the pay that someone were to get as a trade as so- some trades make so much money. Buku it's bucks. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to say that in general, that there are some trades people that make just as much of teachers to work year round, does that teacher have a master's degree? Right. Do they have a licensure that they keep up and have to pay to keep up? And mm-hmm. we have to pay to go to CLE class. Is that what it is? Or is that the continuing legal education? I don't know. I can't think of I don't know. acronyms <laughs> now. But the whatever the courses are, I now can't stop thinking about my husband's law 
continuing legal education yeah, hey, ones. P- tomato, tomato. Right. Say something similar yeah. along the lines. <laughs> but like a lot of teachers not only have to pay to go to those sessions to renew their license, yep. they have to take off work yeah. to go do it. And then yeah. they don't get paid for that work day. Exactly. Where you're from, did you ever have to pay for substitutes? So, oh my gosh. So this stuff, again, has kind of left my brain thinking about... Um, <laughs> And like, I remember teaching and and needing to take like, I still don't even know difference between like personal leave, annual leave, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like sick yes. leave, obviously. Yes. But um, I would just like hand my paperwork over to my secretary and be like, please help me. <laughs> like, I <laughs> had so no confusing. idea. No idea. Well, there's just there's so many different kinds of leave. So, yeah. I and I get I I don't now I'm I thought I knew and I was like ready to explain it and now that I'm here I'm like oh shoot now I don't know if I actually know <laughs> isn't annual leave the days that the schools are closed that you have off that and those sounds who good. can't see me like I'm doing good. the air quotes mm-hmm. you have off but you don't really get the option the school's just closed yeah annually on that day okay. like the day after Christmas okay you know what I mean yeah like it's right just clo- right yeah. yes like it's just closed mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it and that's your leave congratulations yes or and then the personal days are your personal days yeah and you have to pay for your personal days correct it's yes. like 50 bucks comes out of your paycheck or something like yes. that and, and that it goes towards the sub it's so weird because you get like one and a half a year or something yes, like that that's weird <laughs> it's like i'm only it's that's crazy to me the amount of time teachers and it's it's like bending over backwards to even take a day is almost impossible yes Yes. i you know the one i was very adamant about not wanting to take time off because the idea of making sub plans and a lot of people don't realize this making sub plans is so stressful it's Less stressful to just come in sick, yeah, and just be miserable and, and dying, just, yes, than making a sub plan. Yeah, the one time I actually was so sick and I didn't go in was when my husband was studying for the bar exam, and uh, he was he went and subbed for me. Get out! Because <laughs> he was subbing while he was studying, and I was like, I'm not just not not anything against subs. I'm just very particular about my kids sure yeah, yeah i yeah. were my my former students i was very particular i was very mm-hmm. nervous about them getting behind you like, knew it would wanted... work you knew what didn't right. work yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so i just didn't want to just leave them and i knew that avery would do whatever i needed him to do and if he got lost which happens a lot because i no one ever really taught me how to make a good sub plan like you have no to, i know it's, it's like an thing. acting script of yes. you when you're having to describe where everything is how to get everything how to log into ev- like if you miss which password goes into zoom and which password goes into youtube like the entire day is shot Mm-hmm. It's so intricate yes. and wild. And you're still having to work at home sick because you're fielding calls like, how do I log into this? Where's exactly, your password for this? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why the only time I ever did that was when Avery could go and sub for me. That's and then he would just call brilliant. me a couple times throughout the day. And you'd mm-hmm. hear in the background, hey, Miss Mandel. Well, I was Mandel at the time mm-hmm. before we were married. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miss Mandel, how are you feeling? And I'm like, <laughs> Cute. be nice to him, please. <laughs> so they <laughs> knew who he God. was, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because I told them I wasn't going to be there. And of course, they were getting attitudes about it because they're freshmen. Mm. They're 14. You're used to the attitude. And I can't remember what we had going on, but it was something exciting. And they were concerned they were going to miss out because I wasn't going to be there. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. My husband's going to That might have been my bad. Maybe I should not have told them that. Um, And they were so excited. And of course, like... 
some of some of the freshman boys were like, "We're gonna make sure he's he's good to you." I'm like, no, no, I promise you, he's fine. That age is so interesting. <laughs> There's they're a hoot. Yeah, I loved freshmen. So here's here's the thing. Here's my my ranking of teaching high schoolers. Okay. Okay. I love teaching freshmen. This is a new world to me, so I'm very yes. excited for this. I love teaching freshmen. They're my favorite age group okay. by far. I would teach all freshmen all the time. Mm-hmm. They're still a little bit afraid of you at the mm-hmm. beginning and then that wears off but like by the time it wears off you hopefully like have a good relationship with yeah, them and yeah. it's fine yeah um they are not too old to be too cool like they'll sit and chat with you yeah like yeah. they i love my freshmen mm-hmm. my second favorite class to teach is juniors because they're so stressed out and exhausted bless their hearts juniors, that you know what uh, they just they just don't cause waves yeah they they're just checked out bless their hearts yeah i feel for them Junior year is hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's hard. And I support them as best as I can. And I also love that they are too tired to be wild. Yeah. <laughs> My third favorite is sophomores because they're just happy to not be freshmen, but they're too cool. Of course. They're too yeah. cool. Yeah. And then my least favorite to teach are the seniors. They're checked out. They're not only checked out, like, they think we're equals. And I was like, I'm not going to treat you like a five-year-old, okay? I'll treat you like you want to be treated. Yeah. But we're not, like, we're not the same age. Yeah. Stop inviting me to Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> we don't hang out. Like, this one boy, I've only kicked a kid out of my room one time. Mm-hmm. One time. When he thought that we were equals and the same mm. age mm-hmm. and he was just being very disrespectful because he was trying to be flirty i was 22 at the time he yeah. just turned 18 yeah that's so it was, hard it was very uncomfortable yeah. very uncomfortable yeah. and he like i tried i was putting my foot down i was setting boundaries and i'm like you are being extremely out of line this is very disrespectful this yeah. was very inappropriate yeah. and he just was not catching on super un- that uncomfy. is the only time i've ever kicked a kid out of my class or had to kick a kid out of my class and i kicked him out he went to the office and the next day was covid <laughs> so i never even really oh, he, oh yeah. okay it was covid yeah. times okay yeah. i was like he it got was, covid no wow. no the next day like the next day i never saw him again after that because everything shut down yeah and our school just decided seniors were good <laughs> y'all are good like nah they're good if they're passing now yeah, they're good. That was the mindset. Yeah, because people were scrambling, and that was the mindset for sure. It was wild. It was it was just very interesting because I was very nervous. It was my second or third year teaching. I can't even remember at this point. It mm-hmm. feels like ten years ago. Yeah, but I remember being so nervous. Of like, I practiced what I was going to say to that kid when he came back into my room for hours i sat there in the You're mirror like in the mirror like right you can't do this like not only that but trying to like i didn't want him to come it was march you know mm-hmm. the year was almost over i didn't want him to come back and just because this this was civics and economics so mm-hmm. it was a required class it was something that he needed to graduate and i didn't want him to be so uncomfortable coming back because he was embarrassed he got called out or anything yeah i didn't want him to start skipping and then not be able to graduate like i mm-hmm. wanted kind of to start fresh with start fresh start a new like work together to make sure that he could still graduate yeah because his grades weren't the worst but i was concerned that 
if mm. if me kicking him out of the room like really set something off, set up a domino effect of him not coming to class, sure. dropping the grades, not being able to graduate. I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I sat there. I wrote out a whole thing to make sure that it was firm, but also na- nurturing. Yeah. I almost said naturing. Yeah. My bad. No. <laughs> the same thing. Mother nature. Yeah. <laughs> Mother nature had other plans that year. It's fine. But... Yeah, the hours of practice, and I got the email, like, nope, we're done. <laughs> we're done. And then, like, the next, I was like, okay, well, when we do Zoom class, and the next day, they're like, nah, seniors, seniors are good. They're just good. And I never faced that kid again. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. <laughs> that whole time was wild. Yes. That whole time was wild. It was, it was crazy. I just, I don't even know how to really, I, I think back on it, and it was such a blur. Because no one really knew what school counted and what school didn't count. What do you mean? Like, class. Like, do we have to go to class? Like, do we have to do anything? Mm. Do we have grades? Like, when you were teaching virtually and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when we, we shut down March, um, so people who follow me will know, I actually took my Model UN kids to New York March, the beginning of March. Really? <laughs> and the day after we came back, New York closed. Yeah. That was like probably like March. It was like 14th, everything like really. Went, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we came back from New York. We sat next to the kids from Rome, you know, while everything in Italy oh was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just cross contaminating yeah, everything. Um, <laughs> well, we were sitting in the United Nations and I remember just looking over and seeing their badge of like being from Rome and just looking back at my parents were also our school chaperones. <laughs> and I looked back at them. I was like, well, you know what? What's done is done. What's done is done. Just, you know what? We're we're here. Yeah. And then we came back and <laughs> and New York just shut down. You're actually the reason New York had to shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, this lady sat next to the wrong school. Oh like, my. I it, it was while everything was going on about Milan and Rome and mm. all of Italy was shutting down. And as my mom was looking at that article, we looked up and we're like, Oh no! Oh no! I'm sure they're fine because they've been here, but like, oh no! How am I going to explain this to parents? Oh god! Wow, this stinks! And then nothing ever, like, never really had another meeting after that because again, then I kicked the kid out of the room, and then school shut down, and I guess they were just so shocked. That I kicked a kid out of my room. They had to shut down school. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, this can't happen. We're done. We're absolutely done. I feel like kind of pivoting a mm-hmm. little bit. Let's pivot. I feel like another myth about teaching that has kind of gotten us to where we are now with mm-hmm. the abuse and the disrespect mm-hmm. is I feel like so many in this kind of st- I, this showed its face in during COVID that when people think of teachers and what a teacher has to do during the day. So many people genuinely think that it's just sitting at the front of a class and reading off of a PowerPoint. Mm. And that really became adamant to me or that became prevalent to me when so many teachers were like, well, I'm helping my kid with homework. Where's my teacher paycheck? Because I'm doing your job. And I'm like, that's not what I do. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's not They were only seeing such a sliver of what we could provide at that time. Um, And- you know, in your case, like we were obviously the different age levels, but in your case, yeah, it would be like teachers just teach off a PowerPoint. But like in my situation, it would be like, oh, like kindergarten teachers just finger paint and nap all day or just play with the kids all day. So yeah, there's these like 
duo type of um, myths about like different, even just the different age levels in teaching what, yes. what the teachers do. Yeah. So what did like a typical day as an elementary school teacher look like for you? Oh, we just finger painted and napped all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's um, all. No. Uh, so I'm, I think back to like my first, my last year I had that kindergarten first grade combo. Um, and you know, it's like, again, I feel like I'm so far removed. There's certain things that stick out to me, but, um, you know, it's like just the morning is so stressful because you have these like five, six year olds just pouring into the room. They're hanging up their backpacks. You have to have morning work set out on the desks for everyone to do, um, to make sure that they're busy in the morning and that things aren't crazy. So there's some sort of quiet and um togetherness yeah, and you know little kids if they have like a little bit of free time they're everywhere, everywhere everywhere so you really have to like routines are so so important but having those routines in the morning and um then you i mean you're on a tight clock so it's yeah. like okay 807 everybody's done you know like we're at carpet time 807 808 we're at the carpet um 808 to 8.15, we're going over, you know, different concepts for in math or calendar or weather, you know, like that sort of thing. And then we'd move on to phonics and then I'd have kids be pulled out. And so it's just a constant juggling act of like minute to minute filled. Your minutes wow. are filled with decisions and like um, everything. I mean, you get home and you're just like, I can't even decide. <laughs> if I'm going to get out of my car and go in the house or not. So it really is just like full of, and you're just, you're juggling the decisions. Then you're also juggling the behavior. You're juggling um, the good stuff. You're juggling um, admin requests. You're juggling parent uh, responding to parents. So. I've, you, I've told this story before. But I'm going to repeat it because now I'm able to preface with this happened to one of my friends. Okay. She's also no longer in the classroom. I'm excited. Um, and you just made me think of it with all the last quick decisions that you have to make mm -hmm. as an elementary school teacher because mm -hmm. those kids need something going on. So one of my best friends mm -hmm. taught third grade. Okay. And she loved her school. Her admin was amazing. Parents were amazing. The school itself was very old. And so... It needed, it needed a lot done to help it out. And yeah. that's, that's good background information. Okay. So she was sitting at her desk during her, what, 20-minute planning period? If that, yeah. If that. And a man just walks into her room. And he looks very out of place. And she's like, hi, what you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm here to, like, spray for bugs. And she's like, oh, okay, well, um... It's okay to like be in this room, right? And he's like, "Nah, you gotta like not be in here for a good hour." And she's like, "Well, um, I have kids coming back in ten, fifteen minutes." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <gasps> like, it must be fine." No. Oh, oh just wait. So <laughs> she's like, "Okay." And he goes, as she's leaving, she hears him go, "Huh? What's this in the ceiling?" And she's like, "I'm sure it's fine." I'm sure it's fine. So she goes to pick her kids up from specials <laughs> or lunch specials, wherever it was they were. And she just kind of funnels kids back into the room. She doesn't walk in the room yet, but she funnels kids back in. And, you know, it's an old school. These kids are used to bugs being around. So, you know, she's like, hey, you know, someone's spraying for bugs. So if you see a cockroach or two, 
just deal with it. We know the drill. We're yep. used to it. It's an old building. Mm-hmm. While she's following the kids in, they start screaming, Mm-mm. screaming bloody murder. And she nope. kind of yelled at them from the hallway. She's like, we've seen cockroaches before. <laughs> what is wrong with you? She walks into this room. There is swarms of flying cockroaches everywhere like she had to flick some off of kids oh my god (laughs) like they were everywhere and she's like oh my god and she quickly just grabs children and is like flinging them out of the room in the ceiling Uh uh-huh he hit a nest in the ceiling and she's like nope we're nope nope and she grabs whatever kid she can and just flings them back into the hallway and she goes you know what we're gonna find an empty room and we're gonna we're gonna chill out there for a day and so she calls the principal down to like her old room from last year that no one was using because of the flooding problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they went to that room. So now we have black mold. Perfect. Right. Okay. right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And she called the principal down and was like, I need you to go get those kids bags because none of us are going back in there. And he's a good admin, but he he's she loved him. But he was like, come on. Is it that bad? And she's like, you know what? You go. And you let me and, know. Yeah. You let me know. <laughs> and he oh comes back wide-eyed with just hands full of the backpack and he's like i'm gonna have to send the parents an email aren't i yeah <laughs> yeah <So> you are. <laughs> then the flooded room became the new room and uh then the next year the room that had the cockroach problem now has a wasp problem so yeah no yeah that's another thing is like the buildings that people teachers are in i know from me like it was there were problems yes problems yes well one of the schools that i was at my first school there was a teacher who was getting very sick over and over and Mm -hmm. she went to the doctor and they told her that she had black mold in her system yeah and she couldn't figure out where it was and they did cultures at home and wherever she finally did a culture at school and found out there was black mold in the walls and that's where she was getting sick and it was now in her system yeah and the school bullied her into not saying like not like they didn't tell the parents they didn't tell the kids the teachers knew because like everyone Mm. was just kind of whispering to each other but she wasn't supposed to Mm. and she was getting i don't actually know what ended up happening i know for the rest of the year kids stayed in there teachers stayed in there it was so wild and she refused to come back she set up this lawsuit but i only stayed at that school for one year because they did um i can't even remember the word anymore um oh i really can't remember it's been so long at this point it's i mean it's only been a few years but Mm -hmm. it's when they opened up a new school down the road and so because they took so so for those of you that don't know how staffing schools work is that schools are allowed to staff a certain number of teachers based on the number of kids who are enrolled in that school Mm -hmm. so then when another school opens up down the road um in a percentage of kids from a school leaves sometimes that means that that school is no longer allowed to house that many teachers and yes. so they usually do the youngest ones go first and they're still employed within the school system but they're just housed at a different, different school, school. Mm-hmm. yes i just can't remember what it was called um i can't either <laughs> right? but and i know exactly what you're explaining yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but so they that just was, relocate the teachers yeah, you just, yeah yeah you just relocate a teacher who to another school so that's what in happened the same to district. me yeah. yeah after my first year mm-hmm. i was at one school and then i went to my second school um so i never actually found out what happened to the black mold but sometimes i just think about it 
Dude, that is no joke. Like I, ha- I have just this summer, and I had mold poisoning, and oh I've been recovering from that. I had to do a treatment, and it's it's serious. Like it will mess with your health, and I just hate knowing that there's classrooms that have that and these kids are in it eight hours a day teachers are in it like 12 hours a day it's wild and it's so unsafe and like this was a high school so obviously the kids were in danger but they are only in there for an hour at a time sure this teacher is in there for nine to ten hours a day yeah like it's not safe for anybody and this was in a pod so it's basically a mini building with eight classrooms Mm. you think that was contained to one classroom in that pod absolutely not Mm -mm. no way absolutely not it's just wild the kind of expectations that people have when it comes to teachers like oh it's okay you can just deal with mold or oh it's okay you don't actually have to do anything in your personal life like someone else sent me a story of this woman who put on her calendar and put in into the program that lets you like put in meeting the day off mm-hmm. a year in advance okay. that her sister was getting married a year in advance. Yeah. And the day comes and she, it was on a Friday because, you know, people who haven't gotten married yet, it's just cheaper to do that. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. And so her sister was getting married on a Friday and they're all getting ready the morning of. And all of a sudden, this lady's phone just keeps ringing off the hook and it's not stopping. And she finally looks at it and it's her school. So she answers the phone, and it's her principal. Hey, um, your sub didn't actually show up today. Not my problem. So we're going to need you to come in. She's like, this is my sister's wedding. Yeah. I can't just leave. Well, you know, we all kind of make sacrifices, and we don't have anyone else to watch the kids. So this is just a really good opportunity for you to show that you're a team player. Yikes. <laughs> just... What? I've just never, no other job, no other job. When you take time off, you take time off. And mm-hmm. I know that like there there are a few people on social media that I follow who are in the corporate world. Yeah, yeah. Are, like there are. And still... there's so many similarities I yes, find. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I know that there are people who are like, how can we contact you when you're on vacation? And I feel like that's a thing everywhere. But I feel like especially when it comes to teachers, like there's even more of this you're not coming in? Well, what about the kids? Well, what about the kids? Yeah. There's just so much more guilt associated with it, I think, because Because of the children. You're in this position of, yeah, being in charge of children. Yes. Teachers care about the kids. That's why they go into teaching. Like it's, it's not the most glamorous position in the entire world. I went in it for the money. Right. So 100% Mm -hmm. the money's Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the the kids are why people want to go in. But then when people are like, well, what about the kids? You're taking a day off or you're leaving the profession. What about the kids? What about the kids? Mm -hmm. They have parents. Yeah. Like I am my own person. I do my own things. I have my own house. I have my own life outside of other people's children. And yes, I want what's best for them. And I want them to thrive. And I want them to be able to create the life that they want to live for themselves. And I would love to help support them do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw away my own life to do that. Exactly. I'm not going to miss out on a family member's wedding. Mm-mm. I'm not going to run myself into getting pneumonia. I'm not going to... Mm sit there and go into debt like I have so many friends who they're married and they're both teachers and they financially cannot have children yeah because they can't afford it yeah like daycare my friend is a PA and she's like it almost doesn't make sense for us to use daycare 
because it's my More. salary, yeah. a PA mm-hmm. in the medical field. Mm-hmm. You think a teacher can afford that? Exactly. Like it's not even financially possible for a household of two teachers to just have kids for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why when people hear that, their first reaction is, but it's for the kids. Well, what if I want my own kids? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I have to live my life according to what's best for other people's kids. And to piggyback off that, it's hard when teachers do have kids because they are going to put their kid first. Absolutely. As and they should. So I get so many stories of like my I woke up, my kid was super sick this morning or one morning. And, you know, I was guilted into having to, you know, not take a day or try and find a sitter for them last minute or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so um, I feel like I've gotten so many stories that show um, and this isn't this isn't across the board, but have shown situations where admin or the or the people you know in charge are making these teachers who are also parents choose and then feel guilty about their decision. And right. so I know that's not everywhere, you know, it's not right. it's exactly. not every situation, but I've gotten a lot of stories that show that. And that's just yes. so I feel like teachers that are parents should also receive a little bit of extra understanding in those types of situations. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's also like you can never win because so many of these individuals put their kids' well-being just solely as your first responsibility all the time, always. But then something happens and they're like the first ones to throw you under the bus. How could you let this happen? Right. What did you, right. why were you, yeah. Exactly. Someone, mm-hmm. someone sent me this story of she's a first grade teacher mm-hmm. and I don't teach the littles. You probably understand this, but mm-hmm. it's very common for kids to lose their teeth because they're at that age. Yep. So she bought with her own money these cute little plushy things that mm-hmm. have like it's like in the shape of a tooth and it has a little pocket on it that you put the Cute. tooth in and yeah. so that when it happens at school mm-hmm. the kids have somewhere safe to put it we so had they little can certificates take it, it was so right. cute mm-hmm. and you send it home and it's safe for the tooth fairy and mm-hmm. everything's everything's fine and dandy mm-hmm. um so a kid lost her tooth and gave her the little plush was so excited oh yay Susie lost her tooth and then gets a call from admin because mom wants a conference Because apparently, according to mom, this teacher must have hit my child in the face. Because what other logical explanation would there be to my kid losing a tooth at school? And I want her dealt with immediately. You have to make sure that she is held responsible for abusing children. What? What? (laughs) One Google search can tell you that's common. Kids lose their teeth. Yeah. They don't only lose them at home. Yeah. They could be at the state park and they bit into a corn dog and oh, yeah. there it is right there. Or this reminds me of a story. There was one. Um, p- the kids are crazy out at recess. I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen 26 year olds out recess. They're crazy. Anxiety. They're digging in mulch. They're I mean, they're just everywhere. One story I had sent to me, um, this kid went home with like a little scratch on his cheek. And I guess mom or teacher made mom aware of it, whatever. Well, the kid went home and said that they were playing it with a whole bunch of snakes in the classroom that day. And so a snake reached up and bit him. And so mom just came in furious. Like, how could you let my child play with a, a bunch of snakes today? Like, just no question. Hey, no question. Like, hey, can I just run something by you really quick? Were there snakes in the classroom? Okay, no, no. It's just it's just right out of the gate attacking. It's just crazy to me that that 
confidence with behind it. So that made me think of another story I've heard before. And it's definitely been told before, but I'm going to do it again. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) So there was a teacher who was pregnant Mm -hmm. who was so excited, wanted to share it with her class. And when she announced it to the kids, she showed them her ultrasound. Tell me why she got called down to the office. Because mom got told at home, Miss Smith showed us her birthing video. (laughs) And the mom wholeheartedly believed it and wanted to know why. This is the worst part. Lady walks in still pregnant with the mom asking, "In God, why in God's name would you show the kids a birthing video? Still pregnant. Yeah. Still very pregnant. What baby did? What, like what? Did what I baby did I show them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Like again, we've established that there are there are crazy people in mm-hmm. every occupation, right? Mm-hmm. Couple bad eggs everywhere. everywhere. No, no profession is mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. But why, when you hear something so crazy? So crazy. We live in a crazy word world. Yeah. I can't speak. So we live in a crazy world. Mm-hmm. Why would you not question first? Yeah, just ask a question. Yeah. Did you play a bunch of six-year-olds your birthing video today? Yeah. Like, I just I just wanted to check. Yeah. Like, how hard is that? To ask questions. Just ask a question. So many. Like, there, you wouldn't, even in my comment sections today, there's so many people that just make oh, wild don't accusations. Don't even get me started. And they, I'm like... If you just asked me a question, you could have gotten an answer and realized that that's not true and you wouldn't have looked like a jerk while doing it. Like, why can we can we start asking mm-hmm. questions before? Yeah. Flying off the handle. Just ask a question. It's- I will make a 30 second video and I will get comments like people will turn a 30 second video into a whole story that's not even what the video is about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, that's not even like they'll project things that they've seen and yes. turn it into something completely, completely different. It happens all the time. All the like, time. I've had to tell people in my Am I the Bad Apple series, like we take the facts as they're read from the stare stories mm-hmm. and we we can't make all these extra little mini series yeah. because we don't know. And it would be very wrong to like create an entire backstory and give an answer or a reasoning behind this backstory that we've created. Yeah. That has that is not just just not true. Yeah. Just not true. Yeah. And it's just wild. So then the question really becomes, how do we fix it? Like, what is something from your I, I guess the way to fix it is honestly like just listening to people and asking questions, but also hearing from from actual experiences mm-hmm. what is something that you took away from teaching that you want to that what's something that you took away from teaching that you believe would be beneficial for people who are listening um so i think well this is kind of it pivots a little bit i mean it it i don't know well let me add, like fix when you mean like fix like fix um what do you mean by that i mean like i've always taught kids because I taught high school social studies, mm-hmm. it's always been my thing that the first step to accepting each other is understanding each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, from your experience as a teacher, mm-hmm. what is something that you learned, whether it's about you or teaching or kids or life or whatever, that you think would be beneficial to other people mm-hmm. in general? Um. So, well, I feel like I don't know if this is in the same vein, but um, one thing I learned as a teacher that could benefit 
other teachers um, or like even parents or just really anybody, something that I still take with me in my life today. Um, and it might not be answering your question. I, I don't know. But this is just a takeaway that I've taken from teaching. Is answering the question. Great. It's, your, yeah. mm-hmm. it's your truth. Okay. <laughs> so one thing that I learned big time was that um, setting up expectations ahead of time um, is so important. Like as an example, not just with kids, but with parents as well. So like handing out a, um, a bunch of markers to a kids, to a bunch of kids, and then trying to explain your expectations, you're going to have a circus on your hands, right? right. Instead of right. having, walking, talking them through it, this is what I expect. We don't put them in our nose. We don't put them down our pants. We don't put them, you know what I mean? Like this is what they're used for. Okay. You have to say these things to six, six-year-olds. Um, you have to say them to 16-year-olds exactly. too. Exactly. <laughs> um, but laying out your expectations ahead of time will help things go way more smoothly. Um, and that goes with parents as well. Um, you know, like for me, um, I learned that you have to kind of set your expectations ahead of time. Like this is what's expected. Like, um, I learned. So I had parents that would walk um, their kids to class first day of school. Um, I had parents that would then continue to walk their kids to class up until the last day of school. And then it turned into, can I come in and talk to you about their homework last night? Can I come in and hang out? You know, And so just setting that up with like a newsletter or just setting it up ahead of time will like just help your life go a lot smoothly. And I feel like that comes with relationships. I feel like that comes with anything you're trying to do or, um, from a teaching perspective, from a parenting perspective, even, um, from working with other people perspective, like, Hey, this is how I want it to look. This is what I, what this is, what is, will be okay. This is what won't be okay. You know, that sort of thing. Boundaries I feel like are so important, um, with anyone in any type of profession, but, um, but yeah, I, that's what I feel like I took away from teaching. I don't know if that's going to like fix anything, but, <laughs> but that's like a takeaway I took. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I guess for, because I, since I was also a teacher, mm-hmm. I will also put in my input because Please. I just have mm-hmm. it's, it's my own little experience. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway that I have from teaching is that everyone is just kind of trying to do their best. Their best. Yes. Like everyone for the most, like, we don't do absolute statements here. We know that there are some crazies everywhere. Yes. Okay. We yes. know that. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. We're going to say it anyways because yeah. the keyboard warriors will not let us forget. No. Mm-mm. But for the most part, everyone is genuinely trying to do their best. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are teachers that are just trying to, you, you might not agree with their tactics and you might not agree with what they think is the best way to teach or the best way to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, they genuinely think that they're doing what is best for your child and they genuinely right. want to help and do good and be helpful. There mm-hmm. are administrators that might be very out of touch with teaching and yeah. might not really know how to help and support teachers because they just aren't in touch anymore, but they're doing what they think mm-hmm. is going to be the best. Same with parents. Yes. You know, even if there <laughs> there was one mom that called the school and said, Y'all better stop letting kids come into the classroom or I'll report y'all to the CDC because Jimmy scraped his knee. And if someone coughed onto his cut, that could become infected. And hearing that, you think, what? But in, in you just have to come at it from the mindset of she's trying her darndest to make sure that Jimmy does not get sick. Yeah. And Jimmy does not, you know doesn't you know they just they just want what's best for their kids and sometimes it doesn't come off right yeah and sometimes 
they're aggressive, whether it's parents or kids or teachers. Yep. But yep. really, everyone just wants to do their best and mm-hmm. are trying their best. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. And that mindset helps people not take things so personally yes. as well. Yes. Um, to just feel like there's no malicious intent behind things will help you a lot or anyone in general. Okay. Yeah. So then my last question for you mm-hmm. is what is one thing that you want to leave with our listeners that you want them to know about teachers as an ending? Mm-hmm. Kind of w- uh, goes along with what you said. Um, is just that, you know, teachers want what's best for your children. Yeah. And if I'm talking to parents, if I'm talking to whoever, um, teachers want what's best for your children. And I know parents want the best for their children. Um, and so, um, just try and find some common ground in that space. Um, You know, like you said, whether you're not a fan of certain tactics or what, just know that your child is loved and cared for. Right. And, um, you know, that you all just really want the same for for the child and what's best. And just because you have different ideas and perspectives on what is best doesn't mean that everyone at the table isn't thinking of what is best. Yeah. Like you might have different opinions on what that looks like, Mm -hmm. but that's really everyone's goal is what is best for these kids and because you know what is best for the kids end up being what's best for the future of our world because that is going to be them yeah but so true thanks so much for hanging out with me today. thanks for having me i'm really excited thanks for being my first guinea pig that's exciting <laughs> that's exciting are you sweating as much as i am i've actually cooled off i've dried really? up a little bit yeah. oh i have not i'm have... like don't raise your arms rebecca do yeah. not do no it. i'm i'm dry <laughs> as a bone so we're good okay i'm gonna I'm going to look at those bloopers that we have. I'm excited. I That's going to be my favorite part. I think it will be my favorite part, too. You'll have to send those to me. <laughs> but thank you so much, everyone, for listening with us. Hopefully our conversations and our stories and just kind of our little two cents might have given you a little bit of clarity on what it is to be in a teacher's brain. And if you're a teacher, hopefully you feel a little seen and a little, a little more heard today. That's really the goal is kind of helping each other understand each other through laughing and talking and just mm-hmm. hanging out. But I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Hopefully I'll see you next time and have a great rest of your day. Bye, my lovelies. It can be hard to maintain friendships in life. Luckily, Instagram makes it easy for me to keep up with all my friends in so many different fun and creative ways. Whether sharing snippets of my life with all my friends in stories and posts, or sending reels back and forth that remind us of each other in DMs. I also love that I get to pick and choose who sees specific stories. Not everyone needs to see everything, you know? Sometimes I just want to share something with my close friends, like if I have a great outfit I want them to look at, or an interior design idea that I want their opinion on. I only trust the people I've added to my close friends list for fashion advice. Duh. There's just something so special when you see the green little close friend circle from one of your friends. I can't click fast enough. I just know it's going to be something good. My friends always find new creative ways to share things on Instagram. Whether it's sharing music stickers to songs they currently have on repeat, creating highlights for special moments, or even participating in the latest ad yours. They really inspire me. But most of all, Instagram's just a really great place for all of me and my close friends to close the distance. Even though we're not physically together. There's this old saying of, it's just the little things. And I swear it's still true. And now I'm so glad that I get to enjoy those little things with Instagram and my close friends.